Tell me when you're done with that one, one so I can move over. I should do it this way. You're taking it in sections? So this is the one from 1934. You have the 1932 map, right? Um, it's really bizarre. We've got New Zealand right there on this one. In South America. Archipelagos, I'm not seeing the islands. I see South Georgia. You done with that one? Okay. I'll move over to this one. So this is from Unexplored, that's interesting. Okay, so this one is which way, though? These aren't fully laminated, are they? No, they're just they're in, in the they're in, in, they're just in the plastic to preserve them? Mm -hmm. Okay. Are they in, like, temperature control, or? Um, so our, the so place where we store them is, like, technically temperature controlled. Like, it, it has, like, a, Right, to keep it. Well, they look really good to be over 100 years, almost 100 years old. They look pretty good. The paper looks... Yeah, yeah. Came to see other ones, but they were destroyed in the flood. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was... That's about a lot of... Yeah. You'll be able to be recreated in high digital with all those? Stay over there. Okay. So. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to focus in here. Oh, I yeah, I know. You have a better camera. I'm using an iPhone. This is a camera from 2014. This has high resolution. Glass. This is from the second expedition, and that one is from. Are these both from the second expedition? I know that one from the first expedition that Washington, D.C. had was destroyed also in some tragedy. Do you know there are. Um, these are both from the second expedition? I don't. Okay. Know. 
So they say Atlantic is here. Wendell C. Drake Passage this is South America. The Antarctic Archipelago. Okay, so this is from 1934. Yeah, 1928 to 1930. Yeah, this is the second expedition. So they're both second expedition. Okay. I still, I, I'm still looking for the first expedition ones. The maps, yeah, the maps that um, they had from the first expedition. We put in a request to the Library of Congress, too, but they were unable to locate it. These were located here, the second expedition. That seems a lot closer than normal. If you guys can see that map. Because that doesn't make sense. You see this, this one here? It's like zooming in, showing that from North America, you go down South America, but look where it's showing New Zealand. Whereas on this map, it's showing South America here and New Zealand over here. Maybe it's like that, like that guy said that from 1844, um, they moved. So this is the unexplored territory where there's New Zealand there. And the Indian Ocean there. That's so bizarre the way they have it. But here it's a little bit more explanatory. It should be like this. I need to find the first edition no, ones that they keep. Do you want to use some lineage so we can? Do you want to do this one again? So this is this. So the Ross Sea is 
this map doesn't make sense. So wait, the Ross is here and New Zealand is over here. That geographically doesn't make sense. It have to be somewhere over here. Drake Passage, where the Falklands, though? Did they not identify the Falkland Islands here? They should be in purview. Literally pet penguins. Most inaccessible area. Huh. Let me take a seat. I need to see this. Okay. So they said this is the most inaccessible area. That's that was unexplored. Remember those fishermen? Have you seen that video where these fishermen were in Australia and they were heading to Antarctica and then like this freight? Forget, or was it a destroyer of the Australian Navy? Told them to turn around. Like they came out of fucking nowhere and was like, where are you going? Well, they were coming over here, like here. This, this is so weird that they have New Zealand this way. And here it's like so blatant, but so odd. Oh, that would be fantastic. Do we have it here? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I was actually looking for like the first expedition um, from the 20s. But I, like I said, I put in my request with the Library of Congress too. But if we have a 1928 yeah, map. It just have, like, the title is, um, yeah, the titles were the problem. They had to reclassify them to determine where they are. So the title's weird. Yeah, that's why we can't find it. If you have it, I would love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, 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 because it, I'm just showing, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the inaccuracies geographically, mm-hmm. and I wanted to compare and contrast between those five years when they went with the second expedition. Um, and so now we have the second expedition. If you have anything from another expedition before Bird, that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Oh, wow. See, it makes my face peeling off this morning. Much more fun. (laughs) Right? But here's the weird thing. So this is inaccurate too. This is very inaccurate. And you're not going to say that in the 30s they didn't have technology because they did. And this is supposedly... Not accessible, is Well, I wanted the maps from before the second expedition. So we have 
Perfect. That that's fantastic. I'm trying to compare and contrast the two maps. Oh my gosh. It's really hard, guys, when things are classified differently. It's almost as if they're hiding them, right? It's like, you know, you're looking for a Joe, but it's class it's filed under Sally. But the coastal maps will help too to determine the inaccuracies. I'm just really bothered by this right here. And yeah, this. Yeah, no, that's um <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. Well we've he's got the camera to highly digitize it and put it together so we can look at the little intricate details, you know, on our computer screen a lot better. Mm-hmm. But um but you have no idea how hard they are to find because they're written in such ways that you can't find them. Right. Oh, so they're still copyrighted. How does the government copyright our own stuff? I mean, yeah, we weren't around paying taxes then, but yeah. you know, it's it's almost as if it's another way to classify things, right? Mm-hmm. By saying copyright. That's like almost a hundred years. Yeah, I think the, the copyright is like the life of the author plus 95 years. So like wow, after, after the person dies, 95 years after? Yeah, it, yeah, so that's, there was like a brief period where stuff was coming out of copyright and then like in the 90s they extended the copyright period. Um, it was pushed for by Disney because Mickey Mouse was going to come out of copyright and then... Right. Um, there's also a musician whose stuff is like in common copyright, so they're staying also pushed to like, extend the copyright period. It's crazy. So for, like a while it was paused, and then only recently, like a couple years ago, we could start adding more stuff again. That's, that's, I'm just saying that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, corporation, they're like, they don't want people to use Well, the, our, comp- our country is also a corporation. They either use that or classification, so we can't see things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost 100 years, and it took me many years to be able to track down the location of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, oh, just so we can see, and I'm not going to open, open or touch to put hand oils. I'm going to be back to go in the rare book section because apparently that's closed until so later. Yeah, it should be opening sometime this month. Yeah, they told me around the 16th. Yeah, that's, that's what they're aiming for. <laughs> that's fantastic. I didn't know that you guys broadcast your public radio out of here, too. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, like, they, like, the cafe is kind of, like, a separate space, separate from the library. Right. Um, so I'm, like, not sure what the agreement is. Like, they're not part of the library. It was just interesting to see it. It was so interesting. Yeah, and, and it's very popular, like, when, um, especially, you know, some of the guests that they have in there, that place is just, like, packed. Yeah. I saw a lot of people there drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to have, like, you know, pre-COVID, they used to have, like, a quiz show type thing, and that was really popular. Um, not, like, that was just, everyone was in there. But, Fantastic. Uh, yeah. and, I, and you know what makes me wonder why Boston would have these maps out of everywhere? Well, you know? I mean, so we're just the map center, so we just... Yeah, I know. You're the... You're one of the map centers that they have 
around the networks. Yeah, and the Library of Congress told me that that's where I should be looking at the okay. major. But I just couldn't believe that okay. Boston, out of all places, like I would have expected this to be somewhere like I don't know. Well, this is this is just like a national. Yeah, yeah. And we got you know a lot of offers from. Them. Yeah. Everyone's like, you know, I have all these National Geographic magazines. Do you want them? They're like, no. No. <laughs> we have so many. Everyone has it. Once we get rid of them. Right. Um, <laughs> but it's just like it's it's insane. Why Boston? I guess maybe it's one of the oldest states, so. Well, so the BPL is like one of the oldest. It's like disputed of like if it's the first public library. And I think there's one in like North Carolina that, that disputes up there. That really? That they're the earliest one? Public library. This makes sense, um, so. So yeah, like Boston is, is like one of the earliest public libraries. So it was like collecting all these materials. And right. So, you know, maps were included. Wow. Um, That's so cool. I'm like, this is interesting. Are you getting more pictures? Um, this is really bothering me, though. This and this is bothering me. Hi. All right, let me, like, show my face. They'll see my red face. Can you guys see my red face? My skin literally fell off this morning. Don't ask. I think it's the pillows, but, um, well, we're learning every day, huh? Interesting things. Um, so now we're waiting for the 1920s coastal map. Um, it's quite fascinating as I've been trying to track these down, but, you know, like we were talking with these, uh, this amazing librarian, um, it's the way they get classified, um, and this is why I couldn't find them. I'm, I just found it very interesting that um, they're in the Boston Public Library. I wouldn't expect it. I would have expected them to be somewhere like, you know, Virginia or you know, D.C., uh, where one of the maps uh, went missing. Um, there were some other maps that I needed to see, but uh, Flood took care of them. And there is a book that I have to come back for, which is a few hundred years old. And I'm going to have to make a special trip to Boston to get that one. Um, so I'm in, like, this room. Um, just so you guys know, I, um, um, I booked the appointment um, left all our stuff, just brought the high digital camera, obviously my phone, um, and we parked our stuff. I have like a little locker key. I got myself my researcher, like ID for the place here. Um, so first things first, like, um, looking at this 1934 map, it's from, hold on, let me show it to you. It's from, um, it says, Gen <gasps> shut up, General Foods Corporation owns this map. Did they sponsor Bird's Expedition? Are you guys seeing this? General Food Corporation. GM Foods? What? Hold on, let me, like... Bend that paper back. Okay, can we see that? Did you see that? General Foods Corporation owns the rights to this map? Holy crap. 
I just noticed that General Foods Corporation owns the rights to this map. How, why would a food corporation own a, a map from the 30s? So, wow. like a, a lot of corporations kind of that. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to take that. Thank you for your help. Of course. Not sure how helpful this one will be. There's a geometric one. And then this one. Oh, wow. Thank you. Oh, those look fantastic. Oh, there's a paper there. Yeah. Explanatory note. But that's for, like, um, fine. So, yeah. Um, so. And this one is whose? So this is uh, American Geographical Society. American Geographical Society. Yeah, so this one apparently has stuff on This is the one that has, like, the results of science. Okay, society, the American Geographical Society of New York. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this okay. does have a lot more detail. Um, right. I don't know if it goes into it, if it actually says which... Um, which regions. Which expeditions. Yeah. Or if it's older ones. Hmm. And they even have the wind direction keys here. Mm -hmm. um, pretty yeah. old school. So I don't know if this has stuff in the 20s or if it's all older stuff. But, well, it does say it has um, stuff in the British Admiralty chart. Yeah. 1927. So, so maybe I, I they work together. Yeah. Let's see. Um, so do you want to take digitized picture of this while I go through this? Mm -hmm. And then I'll give you this. Mm -hmm. So So I'm a little bit really upset about this. I don't know why the food corporations would be in it. So this is the explanatory note that came with... Um, these navigational charts from the um, New York AGS, American Geographical Society's map of the Antarctic. Herewith represents you the largest and latest stage in the long history of development of man's knowledge of the South Polar region when men first gave. This is from the 20s, you guys. Um, this was published in 1928. Um, Captain Cook and the Russian okay let's see it says when men first gave thought to what lay hidden in this part of the earth they pictured a huge landmass which they called Terra Australis actually it was called Terra del Fuego in the 1300s upon the maps it wasn't Ghislaine's Maxwell the Terra Mar part of the Terra del Fuego myth um, anyway upon the maps of the 16th century this far distant continent was imagined to coalesce with South America, approach Africa, and engulf Australia. Then came the voyages of the Great Age of Discovery, which demonstrated that these connections between the three southern continents and an Antarctic landmass did not exist. The voyages of Captain Cook and the Russian Admiral Bellinshausen. That sounds German, not Russian. Um... Well, well, he was probably Prussian. But it was not until the 1840s that Dumont d'Urville, Charles Wilk, and James Clark Ross 
confined it within its presence known limit, the Antarctic Circle. When the new wave of Antarctic exploration sat in at the beginning of the present century, the detailed outline of the Antarctic continent was still an object of search, but the interior, and particularly the South Pole, attracted explorers still more strongly. Two huge embayments, Weddell Sea on one side and the Ross Sea on the other. So in this map, that would be that and that. So the one that's not rightfully calculated to New Zealand and this one, which is south east of South America. So it goes on to what the map shows. The map is the largest detailed up-to-date map of the Antarctic in print. It's limited by 63rd parallel, except in the vicinity of the South Shetland and South Orkney Islands. The scale of one to four million, or about 65 miles to the inch, permits almost as much detail as in its original sources. The effect is to give the reader the map access to a great number of publications, many of them difficult to obtain, and to supply him with a general picture of the Antarctic as a unit. All known physical features are indicated among ice forms that are shown may be mentioned. The inland ice, that great dome, that great dome that probably, um, what did he say? I'm stuck. I can't believe he spelled that out. The inland ice, that great dome that probably covers the whole continent, the glaciers which discharges at its margin, the shelf ice, great sheets of floating ice which protect outward from inland ice cap, and the free-swimming pack ice whose border indicated in the positions reported by past expeditions. See the key symbols on the sheet. both routes starting from sea level points. The Ross Barrier, Ross Shelf Ice, about 500 miles apart, conversion met at the South Pole. The elevation at that point was determined by the two expedition differed by 311 meters or 1,021 feet. Both profiles analyzed by Norwegian meteorologist Mon. Scott series by Dr. Simpson's now head of British Meteorological Society. Direction, 16 points on the compass, north, north, northeast, northeast, east, northeast. That's so weird. So they've split it up into four quadrants. The Australian quadrant, the African quadrant, the American quadrant, and the Pacific quadrant. So, in essence, the American quadrant is this here. So if you're looking at the map, that would be the Pacific Quadrant, that would be the Australian Quadrant, and this would be the African Quadrant. So the unchecked places, the unknown areas are the ones that are African and Australian. Are you on the first one? Let me know so I can show it. Um, I don't want to, give me a second. Here we go. So this is the navigational chart. That's Greenland. That's the Arctic. That's insane. 
there's Alaska, there's Russia. That's the Arctic Basin. That's the Arctic Basin. Good job on the camera deals. All right. So while he's digitizing the coastal ones there, let's look at the other ones. This amazing librarian brought for us. Let me just take some care here and move these over. So here's the first one. So this is a bathymetric map. And this was done by the American Geological Society of New York. It's from May 19th. Oh, that's Hera's birthday, 1931. All right. So here we have Australia. Here we have New Zealand. And here we have the Ross Shelf or the Ross Sea, the bay. Here we have, here we go. Now we're showing some stuff. Now why is this so detailed three years earlier? This is South America. This is where I always said I wanted to retire. <laughs> I'm just saying like on this coast because you can have coffee and pet penguins. Um, you know, if I ever grew old, that's where I'd go just to pet the penguins. Just to see where the two worlds meet is kind of awesome. See, there's Georgia. This is owned by the Queen. It's one of the most... It's like their Diego Garcia. I guess they hide planes there, too. Um, this is supposed to be the American quadrant, if you remember from the original map that they said, right? So this here is the Americas. If you were ever to come to the Antarctic... This would be the allowable path. People usually on their cruises go through here. The Ross one, I don't, I don't think they do. But nobody goes through here. There are some islands here that we need to kind of get to know. Madagascar. Dude, I'm losing my mind for a second. Can you see? Can you see this? Are you guys seeing what I'm seeing? Can you see this? Hey, can you just come here? Tell me that you're seeing this because I'm going to lose my mind. This is East Africa. Portuguese coast. East Africa, Madagascar. That's Antarctica. Look, can you guys see what I'm seeing? Look at this map. Okay. That's Antarctica. I want you guys to go find this place on the map right now. Just find Madagascar on the east coast of Africa. That's at the Horn of Africa. Ugh. Just if anybody pulls up an African map right now, and they go south of the Horn of Africa, this is what they'll find. 
Oh, you want me to go somewhere else so you can digitize that? Okay. All right. Which one's this? This is the one I'll see. Okay. This is the American portion. This is the coastal map. This is the American quadrant. There's four sheets. These are highly accurately mapped out. Man, why is nobody looking at a map of where Madagascar is to see what I'm talking about? See, this is, it's like, how do you deprogram if you keep pointing? Yes, that's my point. Z, you got it, Zen. You got it, Zen. Thank you. All right. And these are the coastal ones. So these were done. Okay. So remember, here is where the Falkland Islands are and um, South America. So this is what we're looking at, the Wendell Sea. Now we've um, put it together to get digitized. So we should have that at a later date. I'll put it on the looking glass. Right, so here we have the African quadrant. You know, the one that showed us over here is Madagascar and the Portuguese Eastern Coast. Okay, I'm showing you the coastal map now where it's not showing Africa, but it's showing you the coast. Yeah, let me show you the camera being used. We got it. I'm showing this to you so you can see it. Remember, they said that over here, wait, over here is Madagascar in Eastern Africa. Madagascar in Eastern Africa here. Okay, so let's go to the Australian quadrant now. This is the one that Ghislaine used to frequent. Guess maybe that's why they all like New Zealand and Australia, huh? So, this is from 1928 as well. It's called Queen Maryland. Let's see. Notland. Wasn't that the guy that found New Zealand, Wilkes? And then um, the professor said that from 1400 there was a land movement or shift. <laughs> so this is all the Australian quadrant. I wonder if people live there. Is that where they eat people? The one where that CNN guy went and they were feeding him brains? No, right? That was somewhere else. <clears throat> so this is like right off the coast. I wonder if anybody lives there. Okay, so we've got Oatsland, K 
King George V land. Adelie land. South Victoria land. Um, and since you're filming the African quadrant, I'll go back to this. Okay. This one's upside down. Let me turn it around. This is a navigational chart, if you haven't seen one. Um, they're pretty accurate. This is um, the scale that the map is on. It's from 1928, prepared by the American Geographical Society of New York. Five sheets of explanatory notes. That's what I was reading before. That's what it says here. Hmm. Corrections. Right. So here we have the American quadrant, <clears throat> the African quadrant, the Australian quadrant, and the Pacific quadrant. King Edward Seventh is on the Pacific quadrant, which is not owned by the Queen. So why is King Edward there? Alexander Island, one. Adelaide, one. This is South America over here. What's this? So this is the Australian quadrant, world case bud that we saw, right? And the Ross Sea, which is Australian and Pacific. And over here is the African quadrant, which we have Madagascar in. I'm still going back to that map until people get it. <clears throat> All right. So here's the continent. South America, Falkland Islands. Here's New Zealand. Here's Australia. Here's the continent. Here's New Zealand, here's Australia, here's the continent. And that's the Indian Ocean. Weird. Indian Ocean. Wait. Now you have Madagascar. Remember, these were all done by, this, by the American Geographical Society of New York, where they actually did the navigational maps. So these are extremely accurate for the time. This distance is extremely accurate. Like, this is so accurate. I have never seen it so accurate. 
I can't wait to zoom into these guys. Maybe we could see something on Google Earth. Right by Tasmania. What these islands may house. Why do they hide all these little islands now on the maps? You know what would be boss? Leaving Madagascar, stopping out at the ridge here, then hopping over here and going to the unexplored territory, which is this. So you would go from here to here, to here, to here, which is called Kemp. Cape Ann, Kaiser Willem. Why is that name Kaiser? Why does that name sound familiar? I'm trying to focus here. Huh? Yeah, I'm thinking if he was the one that discovered, there was a guy, it could be Willem, in the 1400s that discovered New Zealand. And so he found New Zealand before he found Australia. And then they decided to make it a prison and send people off there, you know. But um, I think Willem, that's interesting that he's here because it's on the cusp of the African and Australian. Yeah. Kaiser Willem II land. So it was around there, right? 14... Yeah. Yeah, this is like the unexplored territory, though, and that's so weird that no one's claimed that land. It's like they named it, but no one's claimed it. Yeah, I mean, the way they split it, because this map is highly accurate and it's showing the discrepancies we have in today's maps in regards to distance between Madagascar and Antarctica. It's actually a lot closer than people think, which makes no sense if, you know, all the other maps show different. Because the Cape of Hope is there. And we've got East Africa in the mix. We have East Africa facing Antarctica. Yeah, look. And these are accurate, right? That's what I'm pointing out. So we have East Africa being seen in this mix. And Madagascar, which, you know, is pretty up high. I've been there with the lemurs. Oh, it's Portuguese. Yeah. Africa. Yeah. So that's, um, that's part of Yeah. Africa. Yeah. On that side, we're Madagascar. Mm -hmm. So that mean, this is accurate because they navigated that. Mm -hmm. Our maps don't show this distance here and this distance here. 
That's fascinating. Which, which maps? The, just our regular world maps. Today, pulling it up, the distance isn't accurate. It's so weird. I mean, maybe they had it wrong back in the 20s. Who knows? Well, so for these, like this, they want it to be accurate because you don't want to run your ship into something. Yeah, I know, I know. But that's the thing. Like when we learn in school, if mm -hmm. you pull up Google a map, it, it, also it won't show on this. The, um, on which projection you're using. So like this is focused on the Antarctic. So like yeah. it's not skewing the distances too much. But for like a lot of world maps... They like, skew the distances. Yeah, yeah like, like this is... basically like they take the circle, stretch it out. It's like the middle is fine, but like for the... Lower the part, bottom, it's, it's stretched out. Yeah. yeah, but even this distance between the two ghosts mm -hmm. seems very accurate because I remember hopping off on a plane and I was like, I thought it was longer than that, <laughs> you know, and it was kind of go up, go down mm -hmm. from Lemurland. <laughs> so it's pretty... Maybe it'll be like that professor from Australia that said that there was land shifts in the 1600. I don't know. Yeah, a professor had said that there were land shifts in the 1500s or 1600s to qualify why they found New Zealand rather than Australia first. All the lemurs here. And this is interesting, right? Because, you know, you're looking at it from the south, right? Like this. That's interesting, too. In Tasmania and New Zealand. But this is just blowing my mind, you guys. This is literally blowing my mind. Like, how did they put Madagascar so south? And look at the distance between the two. It's accurate. You know, Madagascar was the reason that when that big tsunami happened in... Um, 2004 that Africa wasn't maimed because it took the brunt of it and all the lemurs took the brunt of it and protected the African continent and you know when you see it on the map it looks really small but it's actually quite uh, impressive as you can see here hmm. um, is that the third map this is fascinating, this thing here. I, it, it, you've got good digitized pictures of the islands around, too? Yeah. I have to go get it back, because when I met with the people from Boston, they gave me some, like, gifts, and I can't fit my stuff in my suitcase. Okay, I'm going to move it over to the fourth quadrant. Now. <clears throat> oh, you didn't do the third one? Oh. oh. Okay. So this is the American Geographical Society of New York. This is the Pacific Quadrant, right? Hmm. Hold on, let me see something. Wait. So the Pacific Quadrant is the one next to the American Quadrant, right? So 
That would mean it would be, I just want to orient it. Give me a second. This is the five sheets, 1928. Paper's really sensitive, so. So it would be, wait, America is over here. Pacific is over here, so it's the right place, okay. So can I see something? Can we put these all together as quadrants? Hold on. Yeah, I don't know if I can orient them. Yeah, I think like they all like have them like this all facing like that. The Australian like, one would be like this. There we go. And then this one is the American. Which one is this? The American? Yeah. So it would be like that. Is it the south? And then this would be so that's the American one. The American one. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that looks better. Just flip them all around. Oh, that looks fantastic. Nathaniel, um, there we go. Um, yes, I know. I don't want to crinkle them. Okay. Are some shorter than the other? They're the same size, right? So this is the navigational map in its entirety. Sorry, did I come into your focus? Okay. Here's the Pacific Quadrant that we didn't see yet. This is the Ross Sea. So um, what we're looking at is the Pacific Quadrant, which would mean that New Zealand would be over here. Wait, these are the Balnei Islands. So I guess the Australian and Pacific, that's so weird, are together. Look at the numbers. Like, this is so accurate. Here's King Edward VII land right there. Carmen land in there. So then how come they're saying that the Western is unexplored? So the African, so this whole side is supposedly unexplored. But this whole area over here is unexplored, apparently. And no one's allowed to go there. But yet they have this. It looks like a port, too. Termination Ice Tongue. Davis Sea. So Davis was the one that found this. This is the African quadrant. This is the Australian quadrant. So Australia would be here. But apparently this is an explored Kaiser. There we go, Kaiser Willem. We see him right here.
Gauschberger three. Kaiser Willem the second land. Kempland. Enderby land, Cape Ann. So this is Africa here and Madagascar here. Wow. Can you guys see that? For those of you that know navigation, that's crazy. Valdivia. Valdivia. Cook more. What is this thing? Wow, look at that shift. Ice shelf, it's terrain. <coughs> Mount Amundsen, Mount Bar Smith, Mount Strachatan, Mount Sandow. Those are tall mountain ranges right there. I'm still puzzled by that Madagascar thing. I never thought that would be. And it makes sense because of the, the water. So fascinating. Let me just give you guys the keys to this. This is from 1902. These were collecting from 1902. Wow. At least general foods, general... What, are, what was it called? General? General Foods. Yeah, but it was General something. Oh my gosh. Foods, General Foods Management. Doesn't own the rights to this, but they own Admiral Birds, which is so bizarre. Well, they own the map. Yeah, they own the map. That's what I'm saying. So did it mean that they sponsored the trip? Because it was a government trip. Because there's like Senate hearings on that. Yeah, probably not. Um, what they were probably doing was like, there was a lot of interest in it, and so they are putting out just merchandise to sell to make money off of it. Um, oh, the military was? No, the, the General Foods Company. Yeah, no, but how did they buy that? Because there were, like, Senate hearings on funding that in the early 1900s. Well, like, the, the, so they made the map. Like the General Foods, Foods made yeah. the map? Mm -hmm. Okay, so they sponsored the information to make the map. Mm -hmm. They would have just had someone who collected the information and made that map itself. So general foods got into maps, I guess. That's yeah, like a lot of um, like manufacturers have maps of the country, like that kind of like historical maps. Um, it's weird about that one. Like usually it's like they're showing like their food products across the United States or something like that. So I would guess that it's just like that expedition was very popular. Like, oh, this is a very popular thing. Like, no, I find it fascinating because, you know, I was reading in the 
microfiche, you know, the the Senate hearings on funding it and to actually have the evidence that private companies were funding most of the maps or creating most of the maps is, well, well, it's crazy because if we use tax dollars and that means corporations have been in our business since the turn of the century, guiding the hands of our politicians and funding it, which is quite fascinating. Quite fascinating. Okay, Australian quadrant. I want to go back to the African quadrant because these are fascinating. So this is where Kemp is, Kaiser Willen. So Madagascar is here, Cape of Horn here. Wow, that is so freaking fascinating. 55. Oh, this is like a zoom in. Peter Island, one. Joinville, Graham Island, Adelaide, Alexander. And you know what's funny? It says that there was a dome in the notes, right? May I? I, I just wanted to get the notes. Let me get the notes. Are you still taking these pictures? I'll just... This, the ones that I don't think you took was the um, Pacific continent because that was at the bottom. One second, you guys. Yeah. Let me find the notes. I want to go over that again. Oh, did you take a picture of the notes? Yeah? All pages? Uh, the first one. Okay. I need all of them. I just want to go back to where... As the chart will be used in flying by both Bird and Wilkins on their present. Oh, wow. Okay. See? Skip that part. It says, As the chart will be used in flying by both Bird and Wilkins on their present Antarctic expeditions, a similar chart of Antarctic was used by Wilkins in his flights from Point Barrow, Alaska, hmm, go figure, Barrow, in 1926 and 1927 from Alaska to Spitzenberg in 1928. You may be interested to know how the course is plotted on during the flight. Interesting. So let's go back to where, let's go back to where it told us about the dome, where it talked about the dome. So this is like the notes that come with these maps that were highly accurate and done by the American Geographical Society of New York starting in 1902, as we saw um, from the key, they were using navigational information like um, weather and sun from 1902. And they created these in order to assist um, Wilkes and um, Bird on their expeditions because as we saw in these notes that I showed you earlier, they were the ones that did the whole Arctic map to show the flight routes, right? As we saw Greenland here, we have Alaska here, and then we have, you know, Russia over here and the Norsks. So they were using that example of how they created the flight patterns for the Arctic flight. 
Um, and this chart, as we've put in four quadrants, is supposed to aid that in the way we've laid it out here. You know, as you see, we have the Pacific quadrant, right? The Australian quadrant right here, just like they laid it out. So, in here it also says that it was part of a dome. All known physical features are indicated among ice forms that are shown may be mentioned. The inland ice, the great dome that probably covers the whole continent, the glaciers through which it discharges at its margin, the shelf ice, great sheets of floating ice which project outward from the inland ice cap, and the free-swimming pack ice whose border is indicated in the positions reported by past expeditions. See the key symbols to each seat. All known physical features are indicated among ice forms that are shown may be mentioned. The inland ice, that great dome that probably covers the whole continent, the glaciers through which ice discharges at its margin, the shelf ice, Great sheets of floating ice, which project outward from the inland ice cap, and the free swimming pack ice. Again, these are the explanatory notes that were created to come together with this map, which uh, the whole dome apparently covers. Uh, they put them together in 19, they started putting them together in 1902. Oh, wait, do we see dome? So here's the key. Inland ice, glaciers, shelf ice, pack ice. I don't see any notification for dome. Seabed contours. Does it say? The wind roses upon the margin direction, velocity, and period. Direction concentrated on 116 points of the compass. The lines of equal magnetic variation for the epoch, 1927, and are approximate only. On a British Admiralty chart, number 2598 edition of 1927, with the addition of two interpolated 10-degree lines in each 30-degree interval from 60 degrees east via 180 degrees to 60 degrees west, and all five-degree lines except from 50 degrees east via 180 degrees to 60 degrees west. So the weird part is, is that they've identified... Okay, you got those maps? We just need this. Do you want to um, sequester these so you can have a blank background? So maybe we can put it on archive as a as a digital book? You know what I mean? Yeah, with these. With these. With the coastal ones. These were fantastic. The explanatory notes go with them, though. But he's going to take a picture of those. Um... 
So we have like a expert um, photographer. Yeah, yeah. He needs the book to go with these. This is sheet four. Okay, fantastic. And this is the General Foods one, right? Let's take a look at that again. Mm. Past polar expeditions have been swallowed up by a silence which was never broken until they returned, if they did return. But on the bird expedition, there's, there is being attempted the most notable feat in radio history, a two-way broadcast from and to the expedition. These broadcasts bring the drama of the expedition as it is being lived from the very lips of the men themselves, hailed by leading authorities as an important contribution to radio science. This series was made possible by general food makers of grape nuts. Thank you, grape nuts. Right? I used to like grape nuts. My mom didn't let me eat cereals and stuff when I was a kid. Except for Fruity Pebbles. I'm still addicted to that. I remember I was pregnant with Phoebe and I was in Europe. And they literally ordered Fruity Pebbles from America because I was craving, you know, fake dyes and chemicals. My favorite. That is dang. So I wonder if corporation maps are the ones we use in school and not these. Because if people actually looked at these accurate maps that were collated. Um, hey, do you want to use the, ba the plain background for the book? For each page? The booklet, all the notes. Did you get the inside pages? Yeah, I'll be able to isolate it. Okay. Oh, you'll be able to isolate it because you just have a map in the background, that's why. Yeah, you won't see it. Okay. All right. So we can digitize those. So maybe it's the corporations that are paying for most of the maps we have in school because if they actually had these... I think we'd be learning a different type of geography and you know that Madagascar, you know, when they're talking about, oh, this tiny island Madagascar took the brunt of the tsunami, people just accepted it rather than see that it may not be so tiny. <laughs> Grape nuts. <laughs> like blue balls to find out the truth. <laughs> Someone won the internet today. So, South Pole... Ambonsen in 1911 got there, Scott got there in 1912, and Bird got there in 1929, according to General Foods. You know, I should really do a go, you know, after my surgery, I should really do like a GoFundMe and just go to Antarctica myself. You know, if people can pay to watch birds nests waiting for eggs to hatch they'd totally love to watch me in below freezing temperatures trying to have a cigarette outside a tent i think that would actually be pretty prime time because <laughs> i'm a klutz but you know how i would go i would go there i would go from madagascar so my trail would be 
get to somewhere in Africa so they can't detect I'm here, drive all the way out here, pay a toothless guy to ferry me over to Madagascar, and then there I'd have my own boat. It's almost like I'd know where I'd be going, to go here, and then here, and then right around here where there's a passageway. Right there, camp. Yep. There, to there, to there, to there. That's so cool. Like I'm saying, that's so cool. We got all the maps. You got the King Edward the Seventh Island and part of Marie Bird Island. I'm just gonna go over this on video, just in case. You got this on a flash drive. Got it on a flash drive or is it hard drive? Okay. I don't have any SD cards. Maybe we can get some because I also need I'm to. Have to stitch it together. Yeah. Um, no, take your time. This is Antarctica. Doesn't need to be focused yet. Coupled with the stuff that we got from McMurdo and my friends, should be pretty easy. Look at this. They don't even show Africa here at all. I do show. That's interesting because it's not here. That's super interesting. What? Stop it. There it is. Okay. I was like, oh, damn. That's like off. Because look. Well, it's actually kind of accurate. You see that? Let me flip it. Um, let me put the notes with these. And that goes there. Let me flip this map. So... See that? Right? Look at the distance. You see that? Look at the distance. Just look. This? Madagascar. Africa. So they're showing you that this is. Damn, why? This is 1931. This is 1934. So in three years, they kind of drifted apart really far. That doesn't make sense. Hmm? That would make Madagascar be over here when it's over here. And that should be over there. I don't know. I have to look at it when it's digitized. Maybe then we can overlap them. Let's see this. This is like the little tip going to, um, uh, oh my God, I can't even speak, South America. So this is kind of like a zoomed version, right, of it. It's a zoomed version of this, is here. 
Are you going through the pictures? Man, I need to do my own book. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we're, yeah, we're done. We got everything. I appreciate you. Okay, so maps tell us a lot about history, sometimes a little bit more accurate than our books because people can make mistakes. Um, It's very interesting going through the Senate and House hearings in uh, the early 1900s discussing these. And what was the one where we were looking at? I was looking at that guy getting fired. Anyway, one of the lieutenants got discharged, um, and that was a weird um, kind of hearing. But what's funny is, is that when all these hearings were going on, they were bailing out or buying banks and centralizing them under the direction of the Antarctic expedition, which made no sense. So I digitized that from the microphone to see um, what is what that is all about. So... That wraps it up, and I'm heading to go buy a bag because um, I can't fit my stuff because I met with some people in Boston, and I got, like, goodie bags. So I got, like, this amazing essential oil, and I didn't open anything else. You know, um, I like to take my time to open things, so I got, like, an essential oil from someone that was amazing. Um, so they don't fit, and I have to check it on the plane because I can't take those on board with me. So I'm going to go. Um, there's a mall around here, right? i just go get a bag. All right. So I'll see y'all mañana. Ciao. Oh, after I get cannolis, though. Need those cannolis.